listening to your Musician's Lab tribute to Gary Moore. In this podcast, Tomas and Terry talk about the life and music of one of the most influential guitarists to come out of Northern Ireland. All right, welcome to another installment of the Musician's Lab podcast series. Uh, this one we're going to do a special one on a guitar player that's near and dear to our own hearts, who's been a huge influence on myself and Tomas, and also a huge influence on a lot of other people. The reason we're doing this is in sort of tribute to him because he has recently passed away. An awesome, phenomenal guitar player by the name of Gary Moore. I guess uh, maybe we'll start this by but let me ask you a question. What you know in your your own personal experience? What was the, what was the first time that you heard Gary? And um, tell tell the listeners, <laughs> tell the listener out there a little bit about uh, you know what your your own sort of uh, experience with checking out Gary's stuff and you know his influence on you. Well, there's I can go on and on about that, but before I do that, which I will. Um, I'd like to just talk about who he is. Gary Moore is. Uh, Usually influential Irish guitar player who was born in uh, Belfast, Ireland, and grew up there. Um, and he had uh, sh- tenures in many, many bands and uh, was in and out of a whole bunch of bands and then did a lot of really influential solo work. He had a, you know more success in Europe than he did in America, but he also um, had, had a bit of success here as well, enough at least for Terry and I both to be big fans of him um, growing up in America. I got into Gary during the early 80s, and it was through uh, people, friends talking about him and hearing him on the radio. We were talking about this earlier, and Terry can uh, elaborate on this uh, metal radio show that aired uh, on uh, Saturday nights in yep. the 80s, and it played hard rock. And uh, kick-ass guitar players like Gary Moore, so... Uh, it was one of the first times I heard him, and I remember being in um, a store and looking for records. Yes, I'm that old. I was looking for records. It was the early '80s, and I saw an album that was a live album with uh, Gary Moore's name on it. And I said, "You know, man, I think that's the guitar player that I really dug." And I picked it up, and it was, and it had uh, "Corridors of Power" on it. I guess it was. Was that after "Corridors of Power"? It was. It had. A, Parisian walkway. Yeah, that was probably. Uh, I wonder if that was. There was a live album that was going around for a while. I actually got at a at a record store as well because <laughs> I'm old. also old. Yeah. Um, although I'll I'll never be as old as as Tomas, which is yeah, always makes true. me a little happy when I think about it. Um, I'm, matter of fact, I'm I'm going to go back and listen to this podcast and just play that section over <laughs> for a few times in a row and, and giggle like a schoolgirl. Um, which makes you happy <laughs> which also makes me happy but uh, but I digress there was an album a live album called uh, We Want More I think that was it it was a bootleg album though was the only thing but you could get it you know like they would have like in your, your local record store they would have a couple I feel of, like that was it but We Want More was 1984 
four, and I felt well, like they, they came I knew back, them prior. They came back and they re-released it as an actual bootleg, like a real album. Like a live so maybe album. that's it. Oh, you know what? This is awesome because the place that I used to go, there's a place where I, I grew up in White Plains, which is a suburb of New York City, very close for all of you that are listening to this wonderful podcast. Um, like a half hour from New York City, so um, part of my life I lived there. And there was a record store that would sell lots of bootleg albums, and they got busted hmm. in the late 80s or so. And I, you know, don't doubt that it was a bootleg, because I did have Gary Moore bootlegs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a few too. That's the first one that I got. Um, that's not the first Gary Moore that I'd heard, but that was actually a really good one. Um, and there was, yeah, there was a bunch of tunes from... Everything from Corridors of Power earlier, I think. They had some of the G4 stuff on there. And, you know, yes, of course, Parisian Walkways was on there. And, you know, um, Nuclear Attack <laughs> was Nuclear on there. Attack, yeah, some yeah. of those great... Uh, what was the, the, the... There's an unaccompanied solo on it, too. Oh, uh, was the one I had. Oh, it's not End of the World, but it's... No, yeah, it's I know like what you're saying. It's like live guitar nuts. solo, yeah. But he's got a lot of the same things that he did in that End of the World solo. Right, he does. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The Gary Moore, like, and sure, so on and so forth. Sure, sure. Um... So he he was you know uh, that's wh- how I got into him. Well, let, well, we could talk more towards towards the end of the podcast about his influence on us. But how did you get into him? And then we can talk a little bit about his history and some of the bands he played. It was with. it was exactly the same way. It was that that radio show, that metal shop. That's where I heard a lot of stuff when I was a kid. I was probably you know twelve years old, I think, at the time. Yeah, and I was thirteen. Um, yeah, exactly. I was so much older than you and wiser. It's true. And more developed, too, and but decrepit. that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> and decrepit. You actually had trouble hearing the radio show. <laughs> what is that on the radio? I can't hear all of that. You had one of those old, like, you know, horns <laughs> in your ears at age 13, like, trying exactly. to, like, you know. <clears throat> I can't quite hear what the... Crazy, Gary Morris. Gary Morris is his name. I don't. Sherry Morris. I don't know. Who is this guitar player? They don't. The Benny Goodman band. Hey, that's the band. That boy can do some picking right there. I don't care if he is Irish. Um. Yeah, but that's 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 actually where I heard it too. Was that I think it was called Metal Shop. I want to say Radio Show, and it was every mm. you know every Saturday night at whatever midnight. And uh, I had not you know I, I was definitely a huge fan of music always, and a huge fan of guitar playing. Um, but you know I have to say that that I heard uh, the first tune that I heard was End of the World, and um, you know the, there's a whole like whatever it is. If you have not heard the tune, it's we'll, like a condenser. We'll play it for you. I'm sure underneath my my speaking here, but it's uh, it's a little solo. Which will it's make it much more powerful. What you're saying, a, a minute and. <laughs> Yeah, it'll sound really awesome instead of really stupid. <laughs> Without the music, he sucks. I'm nothing. <laughs> okay. um, and, and the auto-tune that we put on my voice. That's right. Um, but it's, a, you know, like whatever, a minute 30 intro of him just, you know, just going completely nuts on the guitar. And...
and great riff, by the way, on the tune too. Um, and then you know, there's a great solo in the middle of the tune, and you know, all that kind of stuff. But that's the first that I heard of him, and it, man, it really blew you know blew me away. Um, up to that point, I think the, the the primary guitar player at the time was probably Eddie Van Halen. Mm. who is an amazing guitar player also love him. absolutely love him but when i heard gary it just did something else i was like oh my god i've never heard anybody for me and we were talking about this before you know, was the aggression yeah it's like utter aggression Over eddie has aggression but gary is a whole nother world of aggression for me van halen to me was like he he was kind of like the cool guy he was more laid back he, he had was like kind of laid back like he was grooving let, hanging let out with a cigarette totally cool i'm gonna play and it's gonna be know, fun but i'll you'll know, get to it when i want just doing amazing stuff and gary was gary more of pushed like, it he gary, actually pushed the beat too his like timing too was, oh yeah, he would yeah. Be ahead of the beat sometimes but i I loved it. He was, it was more so like aggressive, the, uh, was so appropriate for what he did. You know, the the uh, the Irish Republican Army of guitar playing. You know, <laughs> yeah. like he just came in and like you know like Which destroyed. Actually, let's talk a little bit about that because he, you know, that's a great uh, intro to his life. Yeah. So growing up in Belfast, you know, in he he, he was born in 1952, Robert William Gary Moore, but he just went as Gary Moore. Right. So Gary's not really even his, his first re- name. His first name. Yeah. No, it's like one of his middle names. Now, Belfast, you know, Ireland, Northern Ireland, we're talking a time where uh, there was a lot of strife. Yeah, they had a couple problems. Some some issues going on. So up he there was, in Belfast. He, was, he grew up in a pretty violent, you know, place. And he, I'm sure, saw a lot of stuff. And that, I'm sure, influenced his playing. Yeah. He started playing guitar at 14. And then he joined his first real band at 16 in 19... I feel like it was 69. So that's, that's pretty damn good. We're talking two years, yeah, and he was kicking butt. He was. Uh, so that says that the guy was pretty much a natural. Yeah, his his first band was was a band called Skid Row, and uh, that's eighteen in, in life, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, actually, interesting story about about that. I didn't even know this. Um, until, Skid Row's also, if you don't know this already, sort of a glam metal band from the late eighties. Yeah, featuring uh, lead vocalist uh, Sebastian Bach. Also, probably not his real name. Um, yeah, I would hasten to guess probably not. You never but. know. Go ahead. But, uh, well, the interesting thing about this is, you know, we always used to make jokes about, you know, oh, yeah, is it, is it you know, Skid Row 18 in life? Is it the New Jersey metal band from the 80s? You know, right. and it's actually, the as a, as a, as the story goes, um, you know, when Skid Row, the 80s metal band came out um, and they were going to do their first album um, or whatnot, and I think it was 1987, um, you know, they found out that Gary Moore. Please had, let, let you have that information in front of you, and not know that the first album from Skid Row was '87. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. Well, no, I, I'm actually uh, I got that information from the. Uh, it's tattooed on from, your butt cheeks. From my, from my Skid Row fan club handbook. Right, okay, good. Uh, but it's uh, in 1987 uh, when they were going to you know release their first album, or when they were kind of coming together. Um, they got signed, you know, to Atlantic Records, which actually used to happen to uh, rock bands. They would get signed to a major label when there were major labels yeah uh, back found, in my day yeah exactly they found out that uh that you know gary moore of course uh was in a band named skid row and he actually i guess gary somehow owned the name so uh which means sebastian, he was a good businessman but go ahead exactly sebastian box says uh and i quote uh when skid row the 80s metal band got signed to atlanta gary moore heard about it and said we could have the name for thirty-five thousand u.s dollars so he's thinking, Sebastian says, we have to pay Gary Moore 35 grand to use the name, you know? <laughs> and so, as a band, they, they bought the name from Gary Moore. And uh, he said that they were willing to do it and glad to do it because it's a great name for a band. Wow. And, and Sebastian says, I remember saying, wow, that's a lot of money, but we got to do it. And probably there was a dude prob- after that. <laughs> we got to do it, dude. 
<laughs> cool. So that's that's the story. Sebastian was, could be listening to this podcast. He could, you know, and and props to him because mm-hmm. I uh, admire his vocal stylings. I think he's a great singer. Okay. And um, it's just yeah. our our past as '80s Didn't, metal people. We try to shed that because yeah, we don't yeah. want anybody to know. We want we want them to think that we're actually hip and cool. But, Very cool. But if you actually are listening to this podcast, you probably figured out that and we're not we're not even remotely in. There. And if you've seen any of the new musicians lab pod, pugs. <laughs> yes, we Plugs. keep several dogs around. <laughs> Plugs. Those are all Terry and I, so you'll you'll realize that we're really not cool. Yeah. I'm um, sure we don't need to There's a new one coming out, and it's going to be great. you got to check it out in the next... Well, it'll probably be out before this podcast, so check sure. it out. Go to YouTube. But anyway, that's that's the interesting story I, that I had uh, read there about Skid Row. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, but that's in... So anyway, to recap there, in 69, he joined at age... Uh, 16. Now, I don't know if, if the original Skid Row recorded it all, but I would assume they did if they had the name. They did. Um, uh, they did, actually, yes. Um, and they, you know, it, the thing that I, I think that, I, that I'll, I'll say about Gary's, let's say, career or whatever, is that, you know, I mean, he, the guy went back and forth. There was a couple of ma- mainstream, or not mainstream, but main bands that he sort of bounced back and forth. We have Skid Row, we have Coliseum 2. Uh, Thin Lizzy, of course, so now, and then his own solo stuff. The two bands, Skid Row and Thin Lizzy, these are Irish bands. And mm-hmm. uh, when he born, when he born, when he uh, when he born, <laughs> when he joined, <laughs> when he born, <laughs> when he joined Skid, Skid Row, he moved to Dublin, <clears throat> Ireland. But he he was, you know, this is an Irish band, and you know, also as well as Thin Lizzy was an Irish band. Yep. And the tie-in to Skid Row and Thin Lizzy is that um, Phil Lynott also played in Skid Row for a short amount of time before getting the boot. He did, yeah. He, uh, yeah, uh, he did. They did. As a matter of fact, just a little trivia for you on that. Um, the only recorded song with Phil Lynott in Skid Row is a, uh, a thing called New Places, Old Faces. Mm. That's when Phil was in the band and Gary was in the band, I believe. Wow, cool. Mm -hmm. I wonder what Gary sounded like at 16. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously he was utterly blues (laughs) influenced as a player. So uh, he's, you know, blues influenced today. Or you know uh, his his later stuff. You always hear that as the you know the basis of of what you know he listened to. Absolutely, what he is. and one of his Hendrix sort of, and uh, Albert King and and of course the Blues Breakers, which uh, had a guitar player that went on to play with Fleetwood Mac. Yes, I was going to say one, of, one of the big influences on Gary was uh, that gentleman named Peter Green. Um, who played at the time that uh, Gary was in Skid Row? Uh, he played in the uh, Fleetwood Mac, of course, and that's not. You know, it's the same Fleetwood Mac that uh, probably our listeners over the age of 35 know from the uh, 70s and 80s, Possibly. but it, not really the same version of it. It was kind right, of a it's different. It's not the one with Lindsey Buckingham. And yeah, kind of a different, yeah. <clears throat> different vibe that What's they the were. The goat on vocals. What's her name? <laughs> the, the goat. <laughs> What's her name again? Stevie Nicks. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Hey, we love Stevie. Come on. She's great. Yeah, she's so witchy. <laughs> you can go your own. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not, that, that was good. Be awesome. Yeah. You sound just like her. <laughs> 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 I'm going to start calling you Rhiannon. <laughs> 
In any case, or it's, it's, it, sure. it's, it was, they were a blues band, and I think they were kind of an offshoot. <clears throat> I could be wrong. Please email me and tell me how wrong I am if I am of the Blues Breakers. And that's actually how he he and Gary, Gary he was a, a big influence on Gary's playing, but they actually uh, first made contact when uh, Skid Row, Gary's version of Skid Row, opened up, opened up for Fleetwood Mac yeah. at the time. Peter Green really actually liked Gary's playing. He thought he was great. And so they, you know, sort of became friendly. And, right. and also Peter was the guy that introduced... Where, like, Terry and I hate each other. We actually play. hate each other, yeah. yeah. We, fist, we fist fight after this. <laughs> we do. You suck. No, you suck. <laughs> Anyway, guys, <laughs> that could be that could be a whole other thing right there too. Yeah, that's a whole other. That's, we won't go on with that. There's always <laughs> realizing these podcasts. We always come up with like 25 different podcasts as we're doing them. So, okay, good. Yeah. Anyway, but that's what happened. So the, the he, he uh, Gary Moore even did an album in, in tribute called Blues for Greeny in 1995. Yep. Where you know he 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 played a guitar that Peter Green, the Les Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Lent to him, and he eventually bought from Peter Green. Yep. Such a big influence on Gary Moore. Absolutely. Pretty, pretty cool stuff. You've been listening to Musicians Lab podcast. Please be sure to check out all our podcasts at themusicianslab.com and the iTunes Store. <laughs> <laughs>